This Easter Sunday is easily the most extraordinary and unconventional of any that I have lived through. So this morning I'm deviating from the lectionary text to discuss for a few minutes the gospel account that most resonates with this particular moment in history. This morning's gospel lesson comes from Mark chapter 16 verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Author of life, we thank you for your words, and as we reflect upon them this morning, we ask that you would be with us to transform us in heart, mind, and soul. Amen. Now, if you've taken our What It Means to Be a Methodist class, you may recall discussing this gospel ending in our lesson on the New Testament. For those who haven't been a part of those discussions or who might need a refresher, the thing to know is that the Gospel of Mark is the earliest written gospel. It also has more than one ending. What I read to you just now is the original ending to Mark. There is a shorter additional ending that is revised so that the women go and tell Peter as they are instructed before Jesus sends the gospel to the ends of the earth through the disciples. Then there is a longer additional ending where we see Jesus making an appearance to the disciples. He gives them a commission to spread the evangelion, the good news. And finally, Jesus ascends into heaven while the disciples spread the message everywhere. There's much academic debate about whether verses 1 through 8 are actually the original ending, but the textual record is fairly clear. These few verses are the earliest ending that exists to the Gospel of Mark. And I can understand why people push back on this ending. It isn't wrapped up neatly. It's open-ended. It doesn't end on a very high note, but on a fairly low one. All the other gospel accounts end with Jesus making an appearance to his disciples, offering them words of hope and encouragement before leaving with final instructions of some kind. In fact, it seems as though the later endings that are added onto Mark 
are an attempt to bring the Markin version of the story more in line with those uplifting resolutions. But I appreciate the honest emotions at the end of Mark's Gospel. The resurrection isn't tidied up. It isn't made simple. It is confusing, it is terrifying, and it is amazing. What's more, this gospel ends on a paradox. The women go forth from the tomb saying nothing to anyone because they are afraid. And yet we know that the gospel manages to spread, so clearly at some point they share the news. So here is what I want to lift up about this gospel, about this Easter story. It is okay to feel whatever you are feeling in the middle of a global pandemic. This is a traumatizing event that is affecting all of us in different ways. If you're confused about what is true and what is not, I think you have some good company in the Marys and Salome. If you are afraid in the face of uncertainty, your response is just the same as theirs. The gospel often tells us, be not afraid. Not because it wants us to deny our emotions, but because it knows that so often the world is a place of fear. The gospel isn't trying to make us feel guilty about our emotions. It's offering us words of comfort. And so, because I too want to push back and I don't want to leave the story on the fear with which Mark ended, let me draw our attention to one more place. The angel in the tomb lets the women know that Jesus is going ahead of them to Galilee. The truth is that Jesus is going before all of us. Whatever we might be feeling right now, let us remember that Jesus is going on ahead to clear the way. Whatever we might suffer, Jesus has suffered it with us. The story is not a story that ignores the suffering and the fear of our lives. The story of Easter is a story that transforms the fear and the suffering. As the author of Hebrews tells us in chapter 2, Since therefore the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death. We don't know what the future holds in store for us. We never do. But the one thing that we can say with certainty about the future is that Christ is with us and Christ will be with us. And so, on this unusual Easter, hear the good news of Christ's resurrection. The promise that God's reality will be the final reality. Our suffering even our death, will only be temporary. We will walk for all eternity with our risen Lord. Amen.
And now, let us pray. God, who walked out of the tomb, we know that you are with us and that when we have a chance to walk out into the world again, your light and your love will be shining forth with us. And we know that even as we shelter in place, your light and your love are ever-present. And so this morning on this Easter, we celebrate that your light triumphs over the darkness and that you are the ultimate reality of all creation. Amen.